Hey guys, it's JL here again, and I just want to introduce you to my next conversation with a friend of mine that I have known now for the past about probably two, two and a half years. Um, I might be wrong, but it's definitely two years or somewhere about there. Now, his name's Craig, and I have the very, very privilege of sitting down with him and talking to him about Jesus, um, but also his testimony. So, you might be coming in here in episode one, two, or three of this conversation. It's a two-part conversation. We sat down for like two hours uh, plus to just chat Jesus. Um, so, I got the privilege of hearing his testimony. So, I want to encourage you to enjoy to share this and um, maybe you can let me know uh, i think i've got some way of you contacting me in there where you can just like <clears throat> let me know what have been has there been um, any sort of misconceptions that you carried or are still carrying about jesus something that you're not quite sure about about jesus that um, you're still trying to figure out Hey, this was an enlightening conversation. It was a really good conversation. I'm, I'm seeming to be having more and more and more and more of these conversations. So Craig is going to be coming back on. Again, we're going to be talking about things to do with the gospel, things to do with the Bible. But for now, enjoy this three-part conversation. Wherever you are at and coming in for this conversation, just want to encourage you, if you are right in the middle, go back and listen to it. If you're right at the beginning, great. There's another two episodes to fairly quite long that should be able to cover quite a lot apart from that if you have any questions if you have any kind of things that you would like to reach out to me for let me know i'm excited to um, bring this to you and um yeah hopefully you enjoy it so um, so where are we <laughs> it's in luke it is in Luke. Uh, 13, 14. Is it? 15? No. No, it's a little bit further than that. The 10 leopards. I've been thinking about them. <laughs> This is awkward. Well, this is part <laughs> of doing. One thing I will say, like straight off the bat, um, I really, really suck at remembering where Bible verses are. Like I know they're there, and I <laughs> know what they say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is there for a lot of us. Um, let's go. Mark eleven. Mark eleven. I was in Luke. Mark eleven, twelve to twenty-five. Huge, huge fail. Hey, that's okay. Mark eleven, twelve to twenty-five. Yeah. Okay. I was around the same place in Luke, but not quite. 
So you're using your ESV version, aren't you? I am reading the ESV, yes. The following day, when he came from Bethany, he was hungry. This is Jesus. And seeing in the distance a fig tree in leaf, he went to see if he could find anything on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season of figs. And he said to it, May no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard it. Yep. And so they go through and he cleanses the temple. And then from verse 20 he continues. Verse 20, as they passed, this is the following morning, they saw the fig tree withered away it, um, to its roots. And Peter remembered and said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree that you cursed has withered. Jesus answered them, have faith in God. Okay, that's a Interesting way to start. Talia said to whoever said says to this mountain, "Be taken up and be thrown and thrown into the sea," and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will come to pass. It will be done for him. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. Whenever you stand praying, forgive if you have anything against anyone so that your Father also who is in heaven may forgive you of your trespasses. Before we go all crazy with this multi-complex layered <laughs> kind of interaction Jesus is having <laughs> from a fig tree, <laughs> yep. uh, we definitely agree, like, Jesus is, is misunderstood on so many levels, not just by people who don't know him, but by his followers as well. Um, and there seems to be... I mean, we had the chat that that there seems to be this almost re reduced idea of Jesus, mm. like he talked about the picture drawing. Um, mm. I remember that. Yep, diluted. Um, <laughs> very diluted version of Jesus who fits our narrative and our understanding. Yep. But we don't kind of make the effort to go towards him. We make him come towards us. Absolutely. In, that, in, yep. in a way where... Yep. He will be at a disadvantage. And so, or the reality of who he is will be very misunderstood. And so, this is the question we're exploring and talking about. So, let's talk about this fig tree interaction. Um, so, um, I think the, fir the first takeaway from mm. this is um, in verse 13, it says that he saw in the distance, it's a fig tree in leaf. Mm. So it's not a fig tree that is like um, dead on the side of the road. It's not a fig tree that's in flower bloom. It's a fig tree that's in leaf. Now, when a fig tree is in leaf, it should have fruit, whether it's in season or out of season, okay. because it's in leaf. Um, and it's the same with um, olive trees and um, with a lot of the Mediterranean, Mediterranean sort of things. Kind of if they're in leaf... And it might be out of season, like grapes can come in out of season if you planted it in a certain time. Yeah, but right. um, it's about the fig tree being in leaf, looking like it's ready, but not having any fruit. Mm. Okay? Right. Um, so that's, that's like, first up, it looks like it's ready. Yeah. And if you take this as a um, analogical sort of thing, 
as, a, as an analogy, you can go, okay, well, if we look at that in terms of the church and in terms of us personally, are we in leaf? Do we look like we are ready, but we have no fruit? Yeah. Um, and does the church look like it's ready, but has no fruit? Um, so that's like number one, my first thing. And that's not a, a big kind of, um, like, I agree with you because that's not a big departure from how the Bible consistently mm-hmm. actually refers to us. Yeah. Always as a tree. Yeah. <laughs> the gardening terms, bless the gardeners. Um, yes. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, keep going. And if, um, if you do have an ESV version, mm. uh, mine's an ESV study Bible, so I've got like heaps of notes everywhere in it. Um, and mine's the iPhone ESV version. That's okay. That's okay. Um, look, I don't usually accept heretics in my household, but uh, <laughs> um, no. Look, I, there's nothing wrong with that, obviously. Yeah, but right. <laughs> my um, footnote here um, says the way in which Mark organizes his material in these verses, the fig tree cleansing of the temple fig tree suggests a connection between the cleansing of the temple and the cursing of the fig tree. Right. So let's read the intermediate passage, which is 15 wow. through to 19, um, which is, And they came to Jerusalem, mm-hmm. and he entered the temple and began to drive out those who sold and those who bought in the temple. Yeah. And he overturned the tables of money changers and the seats of those who sold pigeons. And he would not allow anyone to carry anything through the temple. And he was teaching them and saying to them, Is it not written... My house shall be called a house of prayer for all the nations, but you have made it a den of robbers. And the chief priests and the scribes heard it and were seeking a way to destroy him, for they feared, because all the crowd was astonished at his teaching. And when even, sorry, when evening came, they went out of the city. And then the next morning they passed by the fig tree, and it's been cursed and withered down to its roots. So the... Interesting connection here is he goes, this works like Jewish literature, okay? So Jewish literature in the Old Testament, like say the story of Noah, it works up to a crescendo and then it comes back down. And the crescendo in Old Testament is God remembers. So for Noah, it was God remembers Noah and on either side of that was 150 days. And then on either side of that, there was another thing that was like mirrored. Um, And... What we see here is a similar thing. We have Jesus cursing the fig tree, the cleansing of the temple, and then the lesson from the fig tree. So the fig tree is mirrored on both sides of the story. Mm-hmm. So obviously this is written for a Jewish audience. Yes. But um, the seeing it in leaf, if you think about the time in which Jesus is in, the temple has spent however many years getting to the point that it is and the Messiah has come Mm. and the temple may look ready, it may look good, it may be adorned with all of these things, the veil might be in full view, but it's not ready. It's in leaf, but it has no fruit. And then we follow on and after Jesus has cursed the fig tree, Mm. the next morning he sees it withered and dead. And then he says, have faith in God. Truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, 
but believes what, that what he says will come to pass, it will be done for him. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it yeah. and it will be yours. Mm. And whenever you stand praying, forgive if you have anything against anyone so that your father also who is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. Yeah. So it, it, another interesting thing here is um, my ESV says, forgive if you have anything against anyone. Mm. It's not forgive if anything anybody has done something to you. Good. It's if forgive you if have. you have anything against anybody. So you're releasing them, not them releasing you. Um, <clears throat> but mm. we have this curse the fig tree, cleanse the temple, have faith in God. Um, so it's kind of this flow-on effect where you've seen that the fig tree is cursed, you've seen that the fig tree is withered, I've just overturned tables in the temple, yeah. but have faith in God. Um, so yeah, that's like... That's awesome. Mm, that's why I love that passage, because so many people go, oh, you cursed the fig tree because he was hungry. And it's like, well... No, <laughs> if, if he was really hungry and there wasn't anything there, he could ask an angel to come and minister right. to him. Yeah. He did yeah. that in the desert. Like yeah. That's not a, it's not a sure. hard thing for him to do. He yeah. happens to be God in bodily form. Like He's God incarnate. He can't, doesn't just lose all of his godliness because he's in a human body. <laughs> um, and also that's another major gripe of mine. People, especially Christians, who don't understand why they believe what they believe, they relegate Jesus to a man. They relegate Jesus to a man who was bestowed the title of Son of God. Mm. It's not that way. It goes the other way around. He is the Son of God yeah. who was taken on um, the title of man. Yeah. Uh, so he could fulfill the part of the covenant that we broke when Adam was in the garden. Mm. Mm. So... Yeah, another interesting dynamic there. I could talk about that for ages. So, Son of God, putting on flesh. Not People say wrapping himself in flesh. Mm. In, a sense, in a sense, creating limitations yeah. on himself. But he doesn't stop being fully God. He is fully God, fully man. Holy God with a W. Holy man with a W. Mm. Not holy God, H-O-L-Y. Holy man, H-O-L-Y. What are the implications of that? So many. <laughs> like, like not, see, if we consider Jesus as just a man who was given the Son of God. If we consider that Jesus was just a man, that there is no way that he was actually God and he just got bestowed the title of Son of God, in yeah. inverted Connors, then any of his miracles, first of all, don't make sense. Okay? Because he's not demonstrating godly power. He's demonstrating power separate to himself, working through him as a vessel. Yeah. He's not demonstrating his own power. Mm. So that's number one for me. Sheba. Shh. Sorry, everybody listening okay. at home. This is my Bro, doggo. dog lovers. <laughs> Got a treat for you. Um, awesome. And then, secondly, if we consider that he was only a man and he was claiming that he was the Son of God or he was bestowed the title of Son of God, 
he would end up in the same pile for me personally. He would end up in the same pile as Joseph Smith or Muhammad from Islam. Mm. He is somebody who is now, okay, well, you're somebody who believes that God has appeared to them personally and dictated the word of God, which is not how the Bible works. Or he's, you know, the angel Gabriel appeared to him and bestowed upon him the the name son of God. That's that's not how it happens in scripture. In scripture, we see that he is baptized and then a voice says quite clearly to a crowd publicly, this is my son. So, um, the other thing that we see is if God is not holy, sorry, if Jesus is not holy God mm. and he is just a man, he's not the word incarnate, which means mm. the I am statements he makes are false, which means he wouldn't have been bodily resurrected. He would have died and then his twin brother maybe would have taken his place and yes. put some holes in his hands to make Genius it look like he did right. Brothers. Yeah, right? <laughs> so, um, yeah, like it, it just it ruins the entire thought process of who Jesus is. Yeah. And this is something which, um, on the topic of who is Jesus, if you are maybe an atheist, you might think of God in this way, or you might think of Jesus in this way, mm-hmm. that God is separate to the man, mm-hmm. and the man is separate to the spirit, yeah. and the spirit is separate to the God. Right. But in reality, you have God and his word, his breath, is Jesus, who takes a human shroud, and then the spirit is intertwined between all. Mm. And it, it's this, there's a um, theological statement, the great dance, where you have God who is Jesus, but is not because he's the Father, and Jesus who is the Holy Spirit, but he's not because he's the Word, and the Word, and the Holy Spirit who is God, but he's not because he's the Spirit. Um, so you have this great dance happening between all three. It's, um, and I think one of the, one of the brilliant things uh, I learned over the years is that there is no human way to explain the Trinity yeah. other than how the Trinity is explained. Yeah. Because you, cannot, you can't use water because water is three defined states. They can't be the same thing at the same time. Mm. Um, you can't use the mask sort of idea because that just means it's one crazy guy with a mask who's, you know, it's say the Garden of Gethsemane. That's a weird conversation then because it's a guy who goes like, I'm going to speak to the father. Okay, I'm now the father. Um, like, that's a weird conversation, right? Who is me? Yeah, like, <laughs> so if you don't accept the idea from the, from the outset mm. that Jesus is the word, the breath of God, and he is holy God and holy man at the same time, mm. your theory of who Jesus is falls apart. Because if he is man, he is fallible. And anything he says can be discarded as chaff. Yeah. Versus if you believe he is holy man and holy God, then he is infallible to begin with yeah. and inerrant. Yeah. Which means he cannot make mistakes yeah. and does not make mistakes. Right. And he will not be wrong because he cannot be wrong. Mm. So, yeah, that that's Jesus in a nutshell. Holy moly. <laughs> How? Okay, so... I don't know if, I don't know if the, that is an understanding that's very um, common 
Mm, most prevalent. Like we, we talk about Jesus being reduced to what have you seen Jesus reduced to mm. in, 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 in his person? <laughs> and I mean, I'm talking, I don't know if it's true, but the, the reality and knowledge of Jesus perhaps is sometimes confined to these 30, 40, one hour slots, maybe once, twice a week. Mm. From someone, someone else's revelation, understanding, study, yep. and they share that. Um, you know. Yeah. So what, what do you see Jesus reduced to mainly? Um, um, if you want to look at like American or um, Western in terms of like English, or or maybe the papal authority of who Christ yeah, is, okay. you see this um, sissified man who has long flowing hair mm. and you know um he he's caucasian he's caucasian absolutely you caucasian he, he cannot be anything but caucasian <laughs> um because he needs to be relatable <laughs> he needs to be able to speak to the white guy um at work as an accountant but he also needs to speak to the destitute person on the street yeah. so let's make him a, a non-offensive white guy yeah. Um, with a very English nose um, and, you know, these glistening blue eyes and all of this lovely sort of radiant sunshine bursting from his skin sort of thing, when in reality this dude is, uh, he's, a, he's an Israeli, first of all, yeah. so you have this traditional Jewish features and this traditional Jewish probably olive, maybe tan, like quite dark tan, tan skin. Yeah. Um, he's from the upper northeast side of Africa, for goodness sake. Yeah. Like, yeah. let's yeah. be real here. <laughs> um, so you end up seeing that Jesus is reduced to, uh, first of all, pictographically, he is reduced to this um, soft-handed carpenter who has never done a day's work in his life. Mm. Which, if you have that image of your in your head, that that is who Jesus is, I am so sorry. You have been done a disservice by the church, yeah. um, or maybe a disservice by the wherever media, you yeah, wherever yeah. you got it from. Yeah. Um, secondly, we see Jesus reduced to just a man, which we just mm. talked about, and and him being reduced to just a man who lived by some really solid principles, um, that just relegates him to being a Jew. Relegates him to first temple Judaism who he follows mosaic law. He follows Levitical law. He follows Deuteronomy law He would have known Mishnah. He would have known Talmud. He would have known Tanakh He would have known all of the Jewish principles and he will live by them, yeah. but that's not the Jesus we see in the Bible mm. We see a Jesus who rails against that system mm. Who who decides that he doesn't decide he, he knows that that system has been put in place by man Maybe guided by God, but by man, which means it's fallible and it's broken and it won't fulfill what needs to be fulfilled. Absolutely. And then if we relegate him to a man, he he couldn't have been virgin birth, yeah. which means he wouldn't have fulfilled the prophecy. Yeah. Uh, and it, Well, any of the prophecies, really, because just takes out, it, yeah. just, it just it removes everything. It makes Jesus this historical character, um, this guy who said some really poignant things at one point in time, but there is no relevance as to why we need to know about him today. Mm. And I think that that's probably, I mean, you mentioned Matthew 5, um, the Sermon on the Mount, yeah. Matthew 5 to 7, which is probably 
one of the most influential of his teachings, mm. which is very isolated from the yeah. <laughs> from the rest. If you Absolutely. just think about yourself, um, that we re- I'd say a lot of people refer to that mm. as the core of who what Jesus taught, etc. And I get it, it's an important part because all of his words are important. I mean, this is God talking. Yeah. Um, it's not everything, but it's it's important, but it's not everything. And so, we, you know, when you're talking about Jesus as just a man, I think about don't judge others. We'd love to throw that around. Mm. Don't judge me. Absolutely. can judge me. Uh, look at the plank in your own life. Don't. Um, <laughs> do, whoever looks at a woman to lust yeah. after her commits adultery. That's what, yeah. we, you know. Whoever's angry with their brother, <laughs> the Beatitudes, we love the Beatitudes. Yeah, um, absolutely. And we'll spend a lot of time in it because they make us feel good, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and I mean, like, it justifies our behavior. Who doesn't want to be That's it. And I mean, like, it, all it does is it converts our freedom, our freedom in slavery to Christ into license to do whatever the hell we want because grace abounds. Mm. And mm. If, you, if you think about, like, the whole... Um, uh, judge not lest ye be judged. Um, it's it's quite hilarious to hear people throw that around because it's like, do you, do you not understand that it's not so much telling you to not judge others in general. It's telling you don't judge people because you'll be judged by the same measure in which you judge. Yeah. And, and it's talking about, okay, if you pick up somebody who is, you know, not being clean in your workplace and then one time you're giving them a ride home from work or something like that and your car is filthy dirty, um, they will judge you twice as harsh. And then they will stop listening to you because your testimony of action is completely separate to your testimony of word. Um, So, yeah, like, it's just... It is hilarious how much we take little verses out of context, out of context, out of context. Like, Mm. we love it. Because it justifies our behavior. And there are so many wrong things that we can justify with the Bible. Yes. Like, so many wrong things, (laughs) you know. And and if you, you know, say, if you're a Christian who thinks um, sex before marriage is okay, because um, judge not lest you be judged. Mm. And uh, how about you pull the plank out of your own eye before you judge me, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, is the person you're talking to dealing with sexual sin? Mm. Is the person you're dealing with having premarital right. sex? Yeah, yeah. Or or is the person that who you were talking to has much more life experience than you, maybe has failed in that area before yeah. and is now married in a loving relationship with his wife and the Lord in a three-quarter strand and you are now in the wrong and you should listen to wise wisdom? Yeah. It's different, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you can't pull that, especially not on mentors. Um, <laughs> if people are mentoring you, there's a reason why you're the mentee and they are the mentor. Um, there is right. no point trying to argue with them yeah. because they will beat you with experience. Yeah, um, absolutely. <laughs> I, th- I think about, um, there's an old saying, um, don't challenge a fool because he will take you down to his level and beat you with experience. Mm. Same with a mentor. Mm. Don't challenge your mentor. He will bring you up to his level and show you what it looks like from the top and then throw you off the edge. <laughs> because, <laughs> and you can't handle that. Yeah. That's so true. Um, there's a long way to fall, especially if you're prideful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, look, I think um, the personhood of Jesus is is so 
so misunderstood because we, we use the term personhood. And when you use the term personhood, it relegates to a human standard. But one of the key things we need to understand is Jesus was the same at the start of the Bible when he was the word incarnate rolling through and locking away the depths of the earth and yeah. putting borders around the ocean so it doesn't flood the plains and so on and so forth. Jesus was the one doing that. Um, Jesus is described as the word of God, the breath of God. So mm. if you think about God breathed the earth into existence, that that's Jesus. Jesus at the beginning. That's exactly right. Yeah. And when God breathes throughout the Old Testament, that's yeah. Jesus. It's the same dude. It's not two different people. You don't have an Old Testament God and a New Testament God. That's right. not how it works. Right. You don't have an Old Testament Savior and a New Testament Savior. It is the one Savior. You can split the book you can split the Bible into three parts, okay? Mm. Law, gospel, Jesus. Jesus in the middle, law, okay? Gospel, law, gospel, Jesus. So left hand, law, right hand, gospel, middle, Jesus. And the reason for that is because everything before Jesus is law and how Israel deals with the law, how yeah. Israel fails at the law, how Israel gets prophets to try and interpret the law, how Israel then rails against other people who aren't following the law, and then it's all law, 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 law. You know, remember the law, remember the law, remember the law. This is what God gave us, remember the law. And then you have people comment on the law, and then you have to make things out of the law, and you have to sacrifice different things for different times, and if you're a priest, then you have to sacrifice an ox instead of a pigeon so you can't hide it, and yeah. there's all of this fun stuff. And then you have Jesus who fulfills the law and turns the law into gospel. Yeah. And you have gospel on the other side of this, which is Evangelion. It is good news, and it's the good news that you are free from the law. Mm. And this is a good yeah. thing for Jews to really think about. Well, maybe converted Jews, Second Temple Judaism or, or um, Christian Jews, is you, you end up having this gospel on the other side of things. Jesus has freed us from the law yeah. and still understand and still keep it. You know, Paul talks, talks about this in Galatians that we, um, we are free from the law, but you still have to remember what the law is, Yeah, you know, <laughs> mainly because, you know, life isn't based around a very loose set of rules. Life is based around how, how about you don't kill people, you know. <laughs> life is, is a really good one. Yeah, <laughs> it's a really good one, right? Or like how about you don't steal from people? Or how about you honour your mother and father? Like, yeah. understand and know the law, but you're free from it. Yeah. So, so stop thinking about how you need to interpret, it, interpret that and just live it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm. I feel like we may have gone down a little no, bit. No, that's, that, that's fine. <laughs> Sidetrack. Um, I like what you say on how Jesus is throughout the, whole, the entire Bible. Mm. Um, and I think... I mean, when we look at Jesus today, and we'll think about where we would go, very rarely would we go to, to, to the Old Testament, for example, to, to try and go, mm -hmm. there he is, there he is, there he is, there he is, there he is. That's he exactly right. almost removed, um, and maybe with the infatuation that we have with seeing him and, you know, reducing him to New Testament, yeah, gospel, you know, the mm. four. Matthew, books, Mark, Luke, John. John. And then, you know, Sermon on the Mount, whatever. Yep. Um, ethics really uh, mm. we we remove him from who God is 
from his re the reality of his presence throughout the Old Testament, mm. even if sometimes concealed, mm. and sometimes just like you cannot miss it, <laughs> he is right there. Yeah. Um, like there is a removal um, that's present there mm. with Jesus. We don't want to see him with the God who flooded the entire earth. Yeah, um, yeah. And we just think we don't no, because, want that guy. You know, you know why we don't want to see him that way? <laughs> because that's not nice. <laughs> And in this day and age, we seem to have created this 11th commandment, thou shalt be nice. So you're quoting Brody Borkum, I am yeah? I'm entirely <laughs> quoting Brody Borkum. So, like, a massive part of, uh, I'd say a massive part, because it's true, like, I... I love Vody Borkum and I love the way that he is just a straight shooter with stuff. Mm -hmm. And, and yeah. he's, one of his quotes is, um, if you can't say amen, you ought to say ouch because you're in the wrong. <laughs> and we are sinners and we're dirty and we're filthy and it's disgusting. But, um, you know, this 11th commandment that Vody Borkum talks about, it's so true. It rings true throughout the whole world because it's like, thou shalt be nice. So if you're a Christian, mm. you can't get angry because thou shalt be nice. So if somebody annoys you at work, you're not allowed to get angry at that person for not doing their job. You have to really nicely tread on eggshells around them and be like, oh, no, that's okay. You'll do better next time. No. <laughs> they stuffed up just as you did. You, like, we seem to forget now that we're Christians that we're sinners. Yeah. You know, and I think um, <laughs> sinners saved by grace is a hilarious thing because we think that just because of grace, we stop being sinners. Hmm. Explain that. So, as humans, right? Yeah. Adam and Eve, broken commandment, we are sinners, mm. right? As human mm. beings, we are sinners. And I rail against the idea that we can have saints, right? Okay. As, as, as people, because we're sinners. We are broken human beings, mm. and you may spend your entire life reading the Bible, poring over Scripture, you know, trying to resist all you can, all the fleshly stuff. But even Paul says, my body does things I don't want it to. Yeah. My mind thinks things I don't want it to. Yeah. He, he may be Paul, but he's still a sinner, yeah. you know? And if you take Jesus literally when he says, you know, whoever stares at a woman lustfully, he's, a, he's committed adultery, adultery, that's sin. Yeah. So if you think about it, you can't just be a sinner saved by grace and now a saint, there is no now a saint. The sanctification hasn't come. <laughs> Jesus hasn't returned. Yeah. So we're now just sitting in justification and, and um, oh gosh, I've forgotten my theological terms. How good's that? Um, yeah, let's but, just throw all of them out. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, um, but we are sinners saved by grace. We're not, we're not, Sinners now turned into really good people who are saved by grace, mm. you know, or sinners saved by grace who are now saints. That's not what it says. That's not how it goes. We haven't arrived. No, we haven't arrived at sanctification or glorification. Mm -hmm. We're just sitting in justification. Um, and the sanctification happens as we grow older and more mature in the word. But, sorry, off point again. Kindness. Mm. Uh, kindness is a good thing. Kindness is a fruit of the spirit. Niceness is not a thing. Um, it's being nice is not specifically what the Bible commands us to do. Being kind is, mm. especially to people who are poorly or people who are sick or the elderly or widows or, you know, all of these things are really good. But being nice just for the sake of being nice, you know, that's, that's not 
what we're being told to do. That's walking around on eggshells. That's exactly right. Never and actually calling people out for yeah. anything. When quite clearly it says, um, Matthew, I believe, um, that if you have a problem with your brother, go you, you go to them. Absolutely. And if then they don't listen, then you bring them in front of mentors. And then if they don't listen, then you bring them in front of the church, the body, and go... Yeah. And this is <laughs> Am <I> Jesus <laughs> putting together Absolutely. Like a, a very clear... Um, <laughs> way to function yeah. as his body. Yeah. Um, I don't remember the last time this happened. Mm. Um, and so I guess niceness in a way like leads us to tolerate certain things that... Absolutely. If Jesus was sitting here, you know, walking with every single believer, instructing them, reminding them of the things that he said, I think... We might have a different worldview. We might live Absolutely. life that is so different. Absolutely. But we live like that as if Jesus is actually not walking with us. I hope you enjoyed that. That was my conversation with Craig. And um, whether this is the first episode that you're listening to, the second or the third, wherever you're at, again, I want to encourage you, share them. Um, let me know if there's anything that you agreed, disagreed with, something that made you think a little bit more. Whatever that is, um, I want to encourage you, just let me know. But apart from that, I look forward to hearing you hearing from you or getting back to you in the next episode i also want to encourage you before this conversation with craig actually drops there is an extra um then extra episode something that i've called something like the revolution has begun that's actually from an assassin's creed game <laughs> like just a saying um for when you're recruiting people um, but i thought it would just be appropriate given what um god and god is doing right now in the life of the church and in the life of his believers so the revolution has begun i encourage you to go and listen to it let it encourage you let it challenge you and um, let me know what your thoughts are if you find it helpful share it as well <laughs>